Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special Or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the kel Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. 
Check out Next Level Training and the CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We're going to take you right out to the mobile Keltec Studios where we interviewed the Reverend Ken Blanchard. And hey, welcome back to the program. Uh, this is Arms Room Radio coming to you from the mobile Keltec Studios. We are at the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Tampa, Florida. And uh, sitting in with us today, this is an honor. I've, I've, I've been at many events, watched him watch speak. I have the books. He autographed one for me the last time I, I saw him in Georgia. So it's a, it's a pleasure to have him here, the Reverend Ken Blanchard. Man, that's that's some warm stuff right there. Thanks for letting me be on the show. Warm like butter. Reverend, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the website's uh, Black Man with a Gun. You have the, the new website, High Capacity Magazine. That's it. It's still Black Man with a Gun. I'm just kind of working it, trying to use uh, social media. I've been online a long time, but wasn't always the smartest uh, social media person in the room. So I'm, I'm learning from my mistakes, and uh, I'm going to try to do what I do best. The, uh, you got into the radio, or me, you got into the, the media business, uh, you know, if memory recalls, reading the book. Uh, 2007. Okay, there we go, 2007. Prior to that, your, your life before 9-11 or thereabouts was a little bit different than what you're doing right now. Yeah, right around 1985, I began working um, with CIA. I came right out of the Marine Corps, and... Um, my CEO said, I know some folks that'll love you. Um, go up to Langley, and if um, they'll hire you, everybody will be happy. So I said, fine. So I went up there, and um, I drove there in my raggedy 54 pickup truck, backfiring in the, in the gate, and um, got to the VIP lot and stepped out. And this guy said, um, are you sure you're in the right place? And I said, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. You just don't know it. I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> and, um, the guy goes, okay, hot shot. If you can pass a polygraph and a background check, we'll find something for you. Um, and I became um, a little bit of everything. I was security guard, law enforcement trainer. Um, I became a protector for the director. Um, I was, when they, they started their little um, police department, I was everybody. I was the canine guy. I was the hazmat guy. I was the, the, the cuckoo guy. I was, I, was every, I was everybody in the beginning. And I did that for about 12 years, got out, became an analyst, and was working through Latin America during the whole Iran-Contra thing, and um, was on my way to become a full-fledged spy, was living the life, and um, 9-11 happened, and life changed. Um, My background, I was always located in Latin America, so I'm speaking Spanish and Portuguese, and I'm, I'm traveling, chasing narcos and all that stuff. And now the target was Muhammad and all the targets that were in the Middle East. I could care less about Muhammad. Carlos the bad guy was my guy. So um, I I fought with that for about two years, and in 2002, I quit. And I thought, I'm going to make my own bones. I made it in here. I can make it anywhere. And uh, started speaking circuit, writing a book, doing all that, and didn't go anywhere. Um, It's harder than I thought on the outside. Um, But before all that happened, I had been involved with the NRA, with the Law Enforcement Alliance of America, quite a few groups, and I was doing double duty. I almost had to do secret on top of secret. I had to um, work as an activist, making sure that I didn't disclose anything that the FBI would come chase me for. Um, So I was working from 92 on as a gun rights activist and um, testifying on behalf of either the law enforcement entity or minority voice for the Second Amendment. And I was meeting all these great people. And it changed my world. So I thought, if I can get on radio somehow, I could 
spread the message even better. But radio is tough, man. It's a rough business. So um, I ended up doing podcasting when it first started, and that allowed me to broadcast from my basement and reach people underneath the washer and the dryer of my house. So that was kind of how I rolled. I'm sitting here listening to him say this, and I'm thinking, I knew I'd seen this guy somewhere before. I knew I'd seen this guy before. <laughs> you never saw him anywhere. I've been the, the guy the, looked just like him. I've been the butler. I've been the limo driver. I've been I've been I've been I'd work with Secret Service because sometimes they would say, well, the director and the president are together. Um, where's your guy? And go, my guy's here. They go, where? He's here. Just he's there. I've dressed like everybody, so um, I have the craziest closet. Um, my, my wife was like, what you gonna do with all these clothes? I was like, one day I'll just be gone. That's that's all. So that's, that's just dad's gone. He'll be back though. So it's all good. That was amazing. Um, it was April 1st, 2014. Um, I got a call from some big shots up in New York, and he said, we're going to have this New York Safe Act rally to protest what Como was doing to the state of New York. So they, I said, well, what's your fee? And I said, well, pay for me to get up there and I'll be good. So I didn't know it was anything other than another gun rally. No big deal. Um, I have family in upstate New York, so I kind of identify with the, the, the problems of the hunters and stuff. So I think I either caught the train or I flew up there, got there, and it was a big rally. It was about 20,000 people out there. And that was the first shock. And then the second part was right before I went on, they said, well, we got somebody who's going to go right before you. Just hang tough for a minute. And then I heard a, a jet helicopter fly over. Okay. And I thought, okay, I've worked this before. There should be some more people coming. All of a sudden, there were guys in suits appearing. And I thought, yeah, I've been I've been here. I know where this goes. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't know who it was yet, though, right? I can so, name this tune in one note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that sound before. So then I, I, I look around, and I see this crowd part, and I see this dude with, like, gold hair. And he's, like, coming through the crowd, and people are, like, moving. I'm like... No, not him. Unbelievable. So he comes up the stage, and he goes, hey, I know you. And I was like, get out of here. And, he, and I said, um, you got a, a time for a selfie? And somebody threw a camera their way, and we took a quick picture. And um, I'm just staring at his hair. I'm like, dude, he has, like, fabulous hair. And then um, he went out. He spoke to the rally and said he wasn't going to run for president. Um, he was a Second Amendment supporter. He was a concealed carry holder in, D- in New York City. Uh, great speech. And then he got off the stage, and then he says, I know you're going to do great. So pat me on the shoulder. And I thought, get out of here. And off he went, and the crowd parted, and I was still stunned. I got like, you know, I've been around a lot of famous people, but nobody that had that kind of um, charisma with the, with the crowd. I mean, I've been in the elevator with PLO people. Um didn't do the same thing that Trump did, right? So I'm like, Trump knew who I was. That's some stuff right there. So then they introduced me, and I was still buzzing from that. So I ran out on the stage, and they said, well, we got extra five minutes because this stuff was really short. Can you fill in? I said, you're going to let me loose. A Baptist preacher on the stage in front of 20,000 people. Oh, my God, I'm going to go for it, right? So I'm almost running up and down the stage, and I had a ball. It was a, it was a great day and a great concert. That's very cool. That's, that's, that's a great story. 
ever have you in touch with them since then, or just you're just following the campaign? Is that just following it, and every once in a while somebody will say, um, "So what happens if he becomes president?" I said, "I'm gonna look for a job." Yeah, right, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's really neat. That's really cool. Um, you became a Baptist minister. With, with, the, with the background that you had before that, what led you to the ministry? I was always supposed to be in the ministry. I kind of ran from it because I thought, I don't want to be that dude. Because in my, in my household and living in the South, that was an esteemed job. And you were the nice guy. And I've been the nice guy. I didn't want to be the nice guy. It, I kept running from that until my 30th birthday. Um, I had a whole bunch of things happen. And I kind of got the hint that the Lord was going to, like, not bless me unless I stop. Um, and then I got in the church and got abused. So I was kind of happy then. I thought, all right, I wasn't wrong. I'm in the right place. Um, my ministry is not to the usual church crowd. Um, I'm comfortable with bikers. I'm comfortable with military and, and law enforcement guys and, and the folks that don't normally go to church. That's, that's my audience. Aviance, yeah, man. Listen, it's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor having you on. Uh, I'd love to get you back on the program again. You know, calling. I know we talked about it before. Just don't think we ever made it happen, and that was my fault. That wasn't. Uh, no problem. Um, I appreciate you coming on. It's, uh, it's obviously everybody knows blackmanwithagun.com. Blackmanwithagun.com. And again, the new one is highcapacitymagazine.us. Highcapacitymagazine.us. Get the latest book. I've got it. It's Black Man with a Gun Reloaded. I got an autograph mine. So you can, I'm sure you can work that out too if you get on the website. There's a way to, a way to get that done. Absolutely. It's on Amazon, and you'll hear my podcast every week, um, Black Man with a Gun Show. Excellent. Yep, Reverend, thank you for joining us. And, uh, uh, and again, we look forward to having you back. Armsroomradio.com rocks. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the mobile company. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an Arms Room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The Arms Room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. Now's the time to shop the Arms Room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of 
handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, arms room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The Arms Room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The Arms Room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your Arms Room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C USA.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, uh, we, we, we just uh, talked to Reverend Ken Blanchard. You heard Reverend Ken Blanchard on here. We, uh, we met him out at the Gun Rights Policy Conference out in Tampa this past weekend. Uh, well, we've met him before, but we had him on the, we, we did the interview. We had him when we were out there with him in Tampa. So uh, one of the people we weren't able to, to hook up with in Tampa is just very busy, especially for this organization that, uh, that he's a part of. Uh, we want to bring him into the program is uh, attorney Eric Friday. Eric is from Florida Carry. He is our grassroots organization uh, down here in Florida. Eric, how are you doing today? Doing well, Kevin. Thanks. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> hey, we got Eric. I wanted to follow up with you. I know we weren't able to touch base there in uh, in Tampa. You know, you guys were were super busy. One of the reasons you were super busy is because you guys had to you had to pack up a lot of awards and take them home with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, co-director Rich Naskak and I both received uh, 2016 Defender of Liberty awards from SAF. Uh, I tell you, it's, I think it's probably. The second proudest honor I've ever gotten after my Eagle Scout. So there you go. Uh, it, 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 it was it was very special uh, award. I really appreciated. Yeah, it's uh, you and Richard. Uh, you know, we were all standing in the back. It was wonderful. The Second Amendment Foundation recognized you guys. Uh, you know, th- those weren't the only Florida awards. The the entire organization took uh, the Grassroots Organization of the Year for Florida Carry, and then of course, uh, I, go ahead, sir. That's one we've wanted for a while, and we were glad we were glad to get it, and uh, we're glad we've been able to make some accomplishments and make some wins for uh, for gun owners in Florida. It's uh, it was it was it was great to see. It was great to be part of Florida and to see that happening. And uh, we, you know, I know everybody out there appreciates the work that you guys are doing. Um, the other one that uh, we had was in, uh, the legislator of the year down here in Florida for Representative Neil Comey. He uh, he he was able to take that one home also. Yeah, Representative Comey's done great work for. Uh, for gun rights and for the right to self-defense in Florida over the past few years. Um, I believe he was a freshman legislator when, when he first ran a bill for us, and I think he's run a bill for Florida Carry every year since then. Yeah, that's outstanding. That's that's a true you know Second Amendment patriot right there. So 
So it's it's great that he's. Well, they uh, only get they only get five bill slots in the house. So get any legislator that gives us one slot, much less a slot year after year, is somebody we really have to appreciate and have to keep in office as long as we can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What uh, what what's the latest with with Florida Carity? What's what's the word to put out? I mean, obviously, uh, out at the gun rights policy conference, we put out a lot of information there. What's what's the latest going on with the organization? Well, the biggest thing we're waiting on right now is waiting on the Supreme Court to uh, give us a ruling in the Norman case, which is going to determine whether or not we get uh, constitutional open carry or licensed open carry or no open carry in the state of Florida. Um, The oral arguments were held June 8th of this year, so we're only about three or four months out from that. And we expect it will probably be at least November after the election, if not uh, after the first of the year, before we get a ruling from the Florida Supreme Court on that issue. Um, so that's the big thing we're waiting on right now. We've also got appeals working in a case against FSU for publishing a game day policy last year right, right. that, uh, that told people they still couldn't have a gun in their car. Um, and beyond that, we, we have a lot of cases that we get calls on on a regular basis. Uh, we investigate every one of them that we can. Some of them turn out, a lot of them turn out to be nothing or there's nothing we can really can do in the situation, but some of them turn out to be. Uh, very interesting cases, and we just got one of those this week, in part thanks to uh, Arms Room Radio. <laughs> not on purpose, but... but not uh... on purpose, not on purpose, no. <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, we have, you know, this, this is a problem we've experienced before. We experienced this problem with preemption, and for those that don't know, uh, Florida passed firearms preemption in, back in 1987 when we passed concealed carry. And from 1987 till 2011, we had cities and counties that broke the law, broke the law, broke the law, and just said, well, there's no, there's no penalty, so make us, make us follow the law. What are you going to do? Um, and so in 2011, we went back in conjunction with the NRA, and we got preemption enforcement passed where counties and cities could actually be held liable for misconduct and for breaking Florida law. Well, a couple of years ago, we had to pass uh, the NRA had to pass what we call what a lot of people call the Pop Tart Bill. Right. The Pop Tart Bill was because we had kids being punished in schools because they chewed a Pop Tart into the rough, approximate shape of a gun and pointed it at a classmate. Well, guess what? Yeah. Elementary school kids do such things. Sure. I know that might be a surprise to to some people out there, but it, it happens. Um, and we had, we had schools disciplining. We had schools calling the police department or the sheriff's department to arrest these kids for this stuff. Ridiculous. And so a couple of years ago, we had to pass a law in Florida that said, you know what? You're not going to punish students. And one of the very specific things that you're not going to punish students for is using a pencil, pen, or other writing or drawing utensil to simulate a firearm or weapon or for possessing a toy firearm or weapon made of plastic snap-together building blocks yep. or possessing a toy uh, or uh, using a finger or hand or vocalizing an imagery of a firearm or weapon or possessing a picture or possessing an image of a firearm or weapon. Right. Um, despite that, a young lady whose dad was at the conference last weekend, he brought his daughter back a approximately, I don't know, about six inch, wouldn't y'all say, guys? Yeah, about uh, that. M16 AR-15 shaped uh, ink pen. Right. Well, she took it to school, and for some reason the teacher said, thought that it was a dangerous thing for her to have. Uh, you know, my first thought was, uh, you know, the teacher was afraid she was going to misspell a word or something. <laughs> um, but that's beside the point. Fortunately, this student, I got to tell you all, this is a 12-year-old young lady, and I'm so proud of her. She stood up for her rights, and she told the teacher that it was wrong. 
that she that this was not a dangerous item. Right. Um, that that simply having something that looks like a gun is not going to hurt anybody. Right. It's just, it's an ink pen. It's probably and guys, not to criticize what y'all doing, but it's probably the easiest snappable ink pen I've ever seen made. I mean, it's that's just why not, we got them. They were free giveaways. You know. It's not something that, even if you tried to hurt somebody with it, I don't think you could. No, no, I think a regular pen would hold together more than this one would. And that's not entirely true. I could sign a pleading with that pen, and it would hurt you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you could hurt somebody with, with a, wooden, a traditional number two wooden pencil a lot easier than you could hurt somebody with this item. Yes. Um, but the school took it away from her. Wow. Um, I made an effort this week to call the school and contact them and to contact the dean and, and talk to him and try and explain to him what Florida law says and what, where he was wrong, but he couldn't even do me the courtesy of a phone call back oh. after two or three days. Oh, that's not good. That's um, not a so good move. We'll have to, no, we'll, we'll be sending a letter next week to try and address it with him. And uh, as you notice, I have not named the county that this occurred in yet. Nor have we asked. Um, and <laughs> and how, long I, how long I keep from naming the county is in large part dependent on how they respond <laughs> yep. uh, to my, my continued efforts to try and deal with this situation. Right. But here's here where it really gets bad. So even after I've tried to contact them and inform them of the law, they finally give the student the pen back a couple of days later and tell her that she cannot bring the pen back to school or she will be expelled and they will call law enforcement and have her arrested. Oh, good. So they threatened to arrest a 12-year-old child for possessing a, an ink pen that's shaped like a gun, <laughs> which is allowed by Florida law. Right. So now they've threatened her with this, and she asked the, she asked the dean – on my instructions, fine, can I have it in writing that I can't bring this back to school and can I also have in writing why I can't bring it back to school? What rule am I violating? Right. And the dean apparently told her, somebody in school told her she was just being a troublemaker. Oh. Oh, yes. You know, in the law and your rights is being a troublemaker, yeah. That, that's right. And demanding that your rights be respected by government bureaucrats right. is now being a troublemaker. Ugh. Well, I say now. It's been, I think it's been being called being a troublemaker for a long time. Um, but you know, I, I gotta tell you, I am, I am as proud of this 12 year old as I've ever been of any little girl for standing up for her rights and doing what was important. And I, I actually spoke to her on the phone before I came on today and you know, got permission from her and her father to share this story with y'all. Wonderful. And I gotta tell you, I am proud of this little girl. I am, I, I think she's a true patriot and I hope her parents can keep the school district from suppressing that spirit over the next few years as she moves towards graduation. I so did they give her the this is going to go on your permanent record speech? Uh, they haven't they haven't been that dumb yet. Um, <laughs> you know they might still be that right. dumb. I'm not sure. Um, I have told you know I've given instructions that we will not we will not violate the school's rule at this point until after I make further attempts to contact them. But you know if they really want to push this issue. Um, they might find a lot more of this pen somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Eric, for, we for, got... some, for somebody who thought they was a troublemaker, they're really going to get a kick out of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I unfortunately for them, I grew up with a uh, with a grandfather who was a uh, career Navy, and then uh, Navy was Navy for many years, fought World War II, and then was a police uh, police officer and the sheriff's deputy. And he he taught me that this is it's important to stand up for your rights and. And that's where I get the passion to do this from. Eric, thank you very much for joining us today. I, I, I think everybody, uh, we, we told everybody earlier, we've worked it out. You're going to be coming on after the legislative cycle starts for about a five-minute update every week. Every month. Every month, I'm sorry. Every Thanks, week, guys. every month, whatever we can do. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. 
Check out FloridaCarry.org. That's FloridaCarry.org. And help us support uh, Second Amendment rights. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. You're Joining us live from the Keltech Studios, we just had on uh, Mr. Eric Friday, Attorney Eric Friday. Kevin, what's the proper way? How should I be, Mr. Counselor? You're His Honor. Which what's the proper way here? Not His Honor. Not His Honor. Not his, that's for judges. His Eminence. That's for judges. That's for okay. Or or royalty or 
No, oh. not even. How about uh, hey, your highnesses, <laughs> your highness? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what it is. Okay, okay. So do a lot of royalty. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, we had Mr. Eric Friday, attorney, on from Florida Care Organization. Again, congratulations to them. They listen. If it was the Oscars, they cleaned up. You know, they 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 won a a boatload of awards. It was up a hat there. trick. Yeah. yeah, they won a boatload of awards up there, and every one of them deservedly so. They they did an incredible job in Florida this past year. Uh, there was we all know that in Florida, you heard us talk about it. There was some uh, resistance to the open carry and the campus carry <laughs> due to one Republican in. Name only's clothing uh, down there out of Miami. Earl, what was that guy's name? That was uh, the De La Portilla. De La Portilla. Earl, I, I don't Earl the, his first name, the country boy with roots to Daniel Boone has the better pan- Spanish pronunciation than I do. So <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Well, so. I am from North Havana. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Well, it's yeah, but the food here is wonderful. So. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, the organization's great. Please check them out, floridacarry.org. It's floridacarry.org, and you can uh, you can be a part of that organization. Um, when we were at GRPC, we wanted to give you some of our personal insight into GRPC. Before, before touching on on those, though, uh, Eric Friday touched on the Supreme Court of Florida, the state Supreme Court of Florida. Now, every every court works a little bit differently, and there's different levels of court. There's uh, Kevin, help me through this. You, you know, when you when you start out, if you're okay, talking, I'll. I'll... I'll stand here and watch until you stumble. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm just trying to give you some airtime. I know them. I'm just, just trying to give you some airtime here. You've got, to, on the state side, you've got your uh, your county courts, you've got your circuit courts, you've got your your, your court of appeals, then you have your, your state supreme courts. You have district court of appeals. District, I'm sorry, district court of appeals, then, then ah, your state supreme he, court. He well, stumbled. I, I've left a word out. I know what uh, you're talking about. Then on the federal uh-huh, side, uh-huh. Uh, which is not what we're talking about, this, this on Florida is going to the Florida Supreme Court. It's not going to the federal supreme court. Right. Federal supreme court you go to when you have... Uh, you know, cases that in, involve, uh, you know, federal law, obviously, you know, your, your federal criminal, federal civil, uh, you know, tort procedures of a certain amount. Yeah. Or, or you have uh, different citizenships. Correct. Two, two different people suing themselves, each other, that don't have any common state. Right. In order to keep from getting what was commonly referred to as hometown, you would then go to federal court. Right. Diversity the, of citizenship. And then the federal court has its own levels, and then you end up at the, uh, the, the the federal Supreme Court. Now, you can go from Florida Supreme Court to federal Supreme Court because that's the next highest court for them. You could go that route if you were able to get the United States Supreme Court to, to, agree to, to yes. certify the question yes. as of great public importance, or there's a conflict between the rulings in other states uh, on this particular issue. I don't think that's going to be a Florida... A, a United States Supreme Court. I don't think the Florida Supreme Court would want this to go to the United States Supreme no. Court. No, they're going to own this. Yeah. Because the United States Supreme Court, if it follows its previous history, is going to say constitutional carries okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, it, well d- uh, depending on what happens in the election. Correct. And therein lies the question about why. Why, why the, is this taking so long? Because right. it's, it happened in June. It's now, we're looking up at October. And, and uh, as, as Mr. Friday said, this might be November. This might be a year from now. Right. And and I'm hoping that it doesn't have anything to do with the election as to the reason why they're they're waiting, that it's simply a matter of, you know, we have other stuff and there's a lot of research to go on and we're looking at historic uh, indicators as to why we would rule one way or the other. They're researching the law. Right. To find out what the right answer is. That's part of what the lawyers were doing was they were giving them what they needed to make that decision. But they're certainly going to have their clerks go and, and investigate, do their own research. The 
I've never seen a court rely on the research of one lawyer or the other. They go do their own. Um, but if they are waiting for the results of the election, then that's going to make a determination as to which way they want to lean. They don't want to follow one route versus another. Or they may want to, but they're afraid it'll get reversed. Right, and that's that's <laughs> the feeling that I get it is uh, the Florida Supreme Court is, is, re, is, well, you can't say what party it's favored by, but the party that appointed the justices, the majority is, is from the Republican governors. Uh, it's 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 swayed. It, I believe it's a uh, four three in, in uh, you know Republican appointees. We obviously have a Republican governor. We have a Republican controlled House and Senate right now. Also, Florida is clearly a Republican state. There's a couple of counties that are that are not, but you get that everywhere. And you would think this should just roll itself up up there and end up where it is. But it seems like that may be the right thing. They don't want to make a critical law changing decision now everything they do has the implication of changing law but this is a major this is this is the top two this is first amendment second amendment these are you know, this is a very important decision well, they don't want to see more it overturned a, if they are if they rule on it one way it'll be an affirmation yes if they rule on the other it'll be a change yes if if they decide that constitutional carry isn't legal then they're basically saying the second amendment doesn't apply right in florida if they affirm it then their affirmation is that the supreme law of the land are the constitution and the bill of rights. And maybe they're being careful because if they just come out and say, listen, Norman versus state, we side on uh, Norman. Then guess what? There's, there's no more, uh, cons- there's no more concealed carry permits. There's no more, there's no open carry permits. It's just the second amendment, your permit, right? Maybe they're trying to be more limited in their decision. Right. Well, we find that concealed is still okay. And open carry is okay. As long as you meet the provisions of concealed, then you can open it. And, and- what they're going to have to be able to, to come up with is, uh, are there are there interests that the government has that have to be protected, thereby imposing some regulation on the possession, display, and control? And they can probably come up with that argument, but that may be what they're doing is they're spending their time ex- coming up with exactly how they're going to say, this is how you would do it. Warren Court did that with the end of, of segregation. They didn't just tell you it isn't anymore. They gave you the steps on how you stop it. Yes. And yeah. that may be what the Florida Supreme Court's doing right now is here is how you will become able to carry openly. Right. But it's not everybody. It's only those that meet certain criteria. Right. Because right. we have as a as a governmental entity right. a right and an interest in controlling who does and doesn't get to do that. And then, you know, obviously the other option is uh, they could be preparing two different decisions. Uh, unless they could be preparing three. I, I hope that's not what, you, but yes, you're right. They, they could, could be, be writing, they could, they could be writing up a yes or a no. Or well, they could be writing two yeses. Yes, unlimited. Yes, with, with limitations or no, and then sitting around and waiting for the election to go over to see which one they're going to they're going to go with. And see, they shouldn't be waiting on the election to make the decision. That's yep. not the way. And these were all lawyers. Yes. That's not the way justices should behave. Well, we got a judge in uh, at Oregon that we're going to be talking about later, also. Uh, but but yes, that's how judges should behave. But that's you know what? That's how conservatives think. That's not how liberals think. Liberals think now I'm on the judge. And excuse me, now I am a judge. I'm on the bench. It's time to legislate. Not. 
Um, yeah, exactly. That's that's not supposed to be the way it works, but but that's the way that's the way it does work. So it's uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We'll, we, again, we'll have uh, Eric Friday back on with this once the legislative cycle comes on. We'll get him once every five minutes. Excuse me, once a show. For every, <laughs> every five minutes, we're going to have him. All right. Uh, for every show, we're going to get him for about five minutes, so he'll give us the, the latest Friday update. report. That's it. The, it'll be the Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Nothing new. The Friday report on Saturday and Sunday. The yeah, Friday weekend. We the Friday weekend report. The, the Friday of last week report. That's it. Exactly right. So uh, other than that, I mean, I, we had a really good time at uh, at, at GRPC. I, I, I spoke uh, for seven minutes. Uh, it was pointed out to me that uh, there's no way I could speak with my hands in my pockets. Yeah, if we give you, if we handcuff oh, yeah. you, you, no, you you'd be mum, you'd be muted. I, I learned to control that at one point by putting one hand in my pocket, and that's that way I'm only <laughs> doing it half as much. And it ends up being a knife hand the, the rest of the time. It's just me pointing knife hand at everybody. If you don't know what knife hand is, it's 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 look uh, it up. Well, you can look it up, but it shows you a knife in a hand. So it's yeah. what the military used to do when they were pointing their. The military got told back in the 60s, 70s, oh, you can't point at the recruits anymore. So they wouldn't no, point no at them. No index finger. Yeah. So they wouldn't point at them. They did use their whole hand. Yes, and they right. said, that's not a point. That's my hand. And that's called the knife hand. So uh, thank you for, uh, for Eric Friday joining us. Check him out at floridacarry.com. Thank you for uh, Ken Blanchard. Uh, check him out, blackmanwiththegun.com and highcapacitymagazine.us. Of course, his new book is, or excuse me, the, the, the current book, Black Man with the Gun Reloaded. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. More show coming up after the break, but until then, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at KeltechWeapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. 
Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an arms room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The arms room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. Now is the time to shop the arms room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, arms room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The arms room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The arms room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your arms room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. Self-defense issues? Max. Law. Orlando. Car crash or personal injury? Max. Law. Orlando. Does your business have a lawyer of record? Max. Law. Orlando. Gun problems? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max. Law. Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max. Law. Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. Here's your News Radio 1025 exclusive AccuWeather forecast. We'll have an early thunderstorm in several places. Otherwise, it'll be turning out partly cloudy tonight. Lows 70 to 74. For your Monday and Tuesday, you'll see sun and building clouds both days. We'll have a thunderstorm in the area each afternoon and evening. And it's going to stay warm. Highs both days are going to be 86 to 90. News weather and traffic every 10 minutes in the morning. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. News Radio 1025 WFLA. It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Everybody have a good break? Was it a good break? Oh, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Everything went well? Yep. So, you know, we get about, uh, in, between, in between the hours here, we get, uh, what do we get, about seven minutes, seven and a half minutes, somewhere around there. It's enough time to stretch our legs, uh, you know, do some push-ups, a couple of sit-ups, and uh, run the stairs, and, uh, and then... Um, I do dips. Do dips. I did dips. That's that's, no, those are dipping dots, Kevin. Those no, are not dips. Not, those, are, those, those are bad for you're, diabetes, you're too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, no, I got I'm the just, pen. I got the oh, pen you do? You do. You do. He carries the EpiPen around with him, ready right. to go. Ready to go. Yeah, that's uh, what In case it we is. bore him to sleep. Case <laughs> <laughs> it's adrenaline. <laughs> uh, let me go around the room real quick, introduce all the fine gentlemen in the room with me. Well, uh, I'm here. Oh, man. <laughs> I shot on Earl out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Well, technically, he's right. You know, you, you, the two of you are in another room that I am. That's true. That's true. But we, we're look, it's, you know, you're, we're looking through this big glass wall. So it's it's kind of like one of us is at SeaWorld, but we're not sure which. And we're looking at we're looking through the tank here. In and, the aquarium. And, uh, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. His I name is Earl. I think that was eight. No, no, I can't. Approved memos. Leader work. 
Well, I do have cooler intro music. You do, you do, you do. Now, well, yeah, but his is, is it, well, on my left, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Oh, oh, there it is. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody knows that. That's the dum dum. You know, that's the. Everybody. I can make it myself. It didn't sound the same. Oh, dum 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 dum. You know, I watched a special on Law and Order because you know they did like their twentieth season or something like that, and uh, they asked everybody, every cast member that they interviewed, and anybody that guests or any and the fans, what that noise was, what the dum dum, and everybody had a different answer. Everybody thought it was something different. Everybody said, "Well, it was the uh, it was the judge's gavel, or it was the uh, the it was the the cell door closing, or every, everybody has a different image in their brain of what that sound is." But do you remember what it was called? I don't. Do you remember what it's called? The doink doink. The doink doink. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And then well, if, if if that's the official name, I went to school with a bunch of them. So there was a lot of and, in, and a couple in the army too. A couple, yeah. <laughs> a couple, a couple of doink doinks for sure. Um, hey, I wanted to, to talk to you quickly about uh, you gentlemen in the room with everybody else listening in. Our recollections at the GRPC, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Again, my, mine was that I, that at, uh, the the executive staff there at the Second Amendment Foundation uh, asked me to speak at the event. Now, I, I mean, there was you know, 15, 20 speakers. That was, that was the surprise to the rest of us. Dave. Yeah, well, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, geez, we got to listen to him again. <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you like guys he, were you guys like he don't have a big enough head already. Yeah. You guys got off light though. It was only seven minutes there. So you know what? <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> what in two hours here? <laughs> so I heard that street speech three times on the way there. And, well, that would be weird because I didn't come up with it until about an hour beforehand. No, we could hear you thinking. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. That's how hard you were concentrating. <laughs> um, I could. I'm glad somebody else is hearing those noises. <laughs> it's not just me. Uh, the uh, so that was an honor there, uh, and then. That was on Saturday of last, Sunday of last week, and I actually opened for uh, Sheriff Wayne Ivey, which was uh, an unexpected privilege. Uh, so that was really nice. Uh, you know, I used to work for the sheriff back in uh, his prior job, my prior job, and uh, that was that was really uh, really nice. I didn't, I didn't even know it was going to work out that way. And I got a call on this Wednesday, so that'd be just, just three days after, three days after the event, I was asked to come back and speak again next year. So. I hope, by then I should have some new material. I hope a good a good another five or six so. minutes. Yeah. Actually, what you what you spoke about was was pretty interesting, based on the feedback I got that the folks that heard it went, "That's a great idea." Yeah, I could do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I'm wondering where he came up with it. It's uh, uh, oh, well, you know, listen, I I, I googled <laughs> it. I, you know, I just googled it. Blind squirrel. <laughs> the, the, the blind the, squirrel. The Google foo is strong. Uh, the Google foo. Um, but that was my, it was my events. We got we got a couple seconds left. I was curious what your guys what your what your favorite event your recollections were. Uh, since Kevin's waving at me, I'm going to go with him first there, Earl. <laughs> yeah, Although he, he's coughing he, now, so he, we may have to deflect and go to Earl. Earl, he, you're on. He needs a break. Yeah. Uh, mine was it was a series of events. Just you know, sitting in listening to the uh, the lectures. It was just the updates of everything that's going on uh, around the country. Uh, I heard you know, our. Uh, Buddy Craig from uh, California, everything that was going on out there. Uh, yeah, amazing, huh? I don't remember if it was somebody on your specific panel or another panel ahead of you, but talking about what was going on in Connecticut and then New York. And I mean, I, I hear all the the highlights, more or less, that you know you see on the internet, Facebook, YouTube, stuff like that. But then these guys are talking about situations 
you've never heard of. Right. And I mean, it, it was, it was overwhelming in a lot of it. I mean, I have a tough time picking out all the individual stuff and the resource material that everyone that attending the conference was able to walk away with. I mean, I've, I've got a stack of books a foot and a half tall. Yeah. It's going to take me till next year to maybe get through it. We won't have to buy any more magazines for the bathroom this year. <laughs> There's going to be a quiz. Yeah. It's yeah. not mine. Yeah. Right. The, I think the thing that I, there were two things that I found noteworthy. Uh, the first was the number of women that came to the GRPC from all over the country. And some of them came with their significant others. Some didn't. Uh, some of them were from Florida. Some of them were from as far away as California. Yeah, there yes. were people from all around the country there. I want to point that out. This wasn't and, just and, a Florida event. And, you know, this is not usually that kind of event. And clearly, they're getting the point Yeah. that, you know, these are their rights too. And they show up and they're participating and they're asking questions. Some of the hardest questions I heard asked to the panels were questions from people that are females that are new to the firearms. Yeah. Um, we're so used to the guy lifestyle. questions. Yeah. We're so used to the guy we from the LGBT community with the pink right. pistols, the right. same kind of thing there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing I found surprising was exactly how angry Mark Walters was <laughs> about getting <laughs> an arms room radio sticker stuck to his back at Georgia Carey and not noticing until his wife peeled it off of him after he got back to his hometown. I, I, I just I just want to say... <laughs> Thanks for the support, Mark. A little mea culpa on Kevin's part. I didn't do it. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. It was me. <laughs> not it, it was me and Earl photographed it. And uh, and if Mark listens, uh, I'm sure I'll hear within about an hour and 15 minutes. Because we're on yeah. delay in Atlanta. Um, uh, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Yeah, we, you know, we're not supposed to talk about uh, other radio shows. Mark's Mark's a, a great guy. He's a mentor to all of us. And uh, he, we were up in his town, in his hometown at Georgia Carey, and Kevin laid, a, Kevin laid a big old arms room radio sticker right on his back. And evidently he wore it the whole day yeah. and didn't know, and nobody said anything <laughs> to him. And it wasn't until he got home at like 10 o'clock that night that his wife pulled it off. Yeah. And he was hot. <laughs> oh, that was, that was the first thing out of his mouth. Honey, honey, hush. He had lots of four-letter words for me when I walked up to him. <laughs> oh, and, and none of them were uh, no, friend, death, friend dead, or pal. Dead, you know? kill, <laughs> yeah. pain. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. When we get back from the break, we will have Lieutenant Bill and his recollections on GRPC. Lieutenant we'll see Bill. you after the break. Deltec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. 
Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special Or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the kel Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Hey, um, on the line with this, you heard us talking about it. We were just uh, giving you our, our, our recollections, our thoughts, our, our memories from the gun rights policy conference this past weekend in Tampa. And on the line with us is uh, Lieutenant Bill. Lieutenant Bill joined us. For the event, it was his first time with us for uh, a full weekend event like this where we did an appearance. Uh, Lieutenant Bill, how's it going today? Lieutenant Bill? 
Lieutenant Bill, are you there? Hey, how's everybody? There going? he is. Yeah, forgot to take the mute button off. No, that's Oops. quite all right. It's quite yeah, all right. He so, didn't push the button. <laughs> hey, so I mean, we're curious. What what uh, what sticks out in your brain? We were just talking about it here. What 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 hits you the most as uh, especially being your your first event, your first full time event there, sitting with us, uh, instead of just instead of just sticking around for a segment, but being there the whole time. What struck you about uh, doing the radio business, and what struck you about uh, the, the 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 actual conference itself? And, and remember, remember. Public is listening. Yeah, the public is listening. The, public is listening. <laughs> uh, the most memorable event, uh, probably when the lady walked up to me and told me that you know it's against the law to impersonate a police officer. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Yes, I that, know. That yeah. was pretty funny because he had a big patch on there that said police. We we have we have some we have shirts we make for appearances there. They look like uh, I I call them. Um, um, they look like NASCAR. They're shirts. like NASCAR <laughs> shirts. So these collared shirts, uh, but rather than have all the patches sewn and embroidered to it. There's a couple that are permanent on there, our logo, our our names, but all the sponsors, you know, we'll, we'll put uh, patches. And it's not to tear sponsors' patches off, but every year they come out with new ones. And we occasionally have to have the shirts cleaned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so every year that we'll get we'll get these new sponsors, the the, the, the sponsors, uh, we'll change Chuntech, their we'll change their the change pattern. their logos, yeah. and Heltec will come out with a new design, and we'll want to we want to keep up to date and not have to go through a hundred dollar shirt with all the embroidery on it every time we have to change one item. So. Bill has his, and it says Lieutenant Bill. It's got Lieutenant bars, and we put a big, uh, not a big, just a little police patch on it, three inch by two no, inch kind no, of thing. No, it's a big patch. It was a big patch. All right, all right. That's it's three it's inch, four inch? Four inch. <laughs> well, it's big for you. It's big for you. I mean, you know, it's just. Well, yeah, a patch that big would cover my entire chest. <laughs> Bill, Bill, it's not good to laugh out loud on the radio. Yeah, listen, it's not good um, to laugh out loud so, on the radio. So the woman well, comes up know, to him and says. Maxwellorlando.com uh, patch. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The woman comes up and says, uh, you could get in trouble for wearing that police patch. And Bill says, well, you should go call the police then. You know, that's, <laughs> and, I'll be sitting right here with yeah, you. You go get that. You just bring them to me. <laughs> they'll, they'll walk in and, and do what Johnson did to me. I mean, Hi, Kevin. Yeah. Hello, Sheriff. <laughs> go, Hi, Bill. Yeah, Hello, yeah, Sheriff. Yeah, matter of fact, I, I called a couple of my buddies on, on the, the Champa PD. I said, when this call comes out, Make sure that you answer it. Yeah. Because <laughs> then we can hang out for a couple hours while you conduct your investigation. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And I said, by the way, I do have my attorney with me. He's right here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a handy thing to pull on somebody, too. He said, yeah. no, no. Especially my in a lawyer, car wreck. Yeah, my lawyer's right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'd like to see that warrant, please. I have him right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not on the phone. He's right here. Right here. here. <laughs> Um, you get it, he's no, my yeah, attorney. The, it's not weird. The, it's not weird because he's my attorney. The conference was great. Um, you know, and, and Mike, you and I talked when we were there about it. As far as law enforcement is concerned with, with uh, dealing with the Second Amendment, um, really law enforcement is in the academy and continuing education and things like that. We're really uh, outside of concealed carry and, and how to deal with people who have a concealed carry permit. There's not a lot that's taught to law enforcement officers uh, about uh, the, the Second Amendment and how to how to deal with people uh, with the Second Amendment. Uh, so that's kind of a gray area. So I mean, it, it, I, I try to touch on it in the academy. We deal with it a, a lot down here in the southern part of the state, only because we have such a plethora of people uh, that handle it. Uh, and, and that's not intentional on the academy's part. It's not a political statement. They're not teaching them to be anti-Second Amendment. It's just there's a limited amount of time. There's so much information that has to be put out. You you cover the you cover you know the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in about 30 minutes, 
and then you go on to Florida law and how it applies to the law enforcement officer. Uh, yeah. So you're so you're studying laws on guns. You're not studying theory behind the amendments. You're studying what search and seizure is. You're studying what due process is. You're studying what the Second Amendment is and what the First Amendment is. But what's the primary objective when you finish the academy? Fail safe. Correct. Correct. So guns yeah. bad is a fail safe. Well, that's it, and that's for safety reasons. You, yeah, you, you really safe. you really can't. You don't have to worry about. Well, honey, I barely came home tonight because the right of assembly almost hit me in the head. You don't have to worry about that, you know. <laughs> you know you, you, Freedom you of to... speech. Wow, that almost busted me up. Yeah, yeah. So but it's it, I, did, it I... did open my eyes uh, uh, that there is a lot of information that I want to be able to go back to my training bureau and go to go to my training guys and say, hey, you know, let's let's condense this down. Let's 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 put this into maybe a 15, 20 minute, you know, presentation that we can give to our officers. Um, that will give them some valuable information. So uh, out of the, the time that I was there and, and the segments that I got to sit in on and the people that I got to talk to, uh, I learned a lot from it, which, you know, I, I, I gained a lot from it, and I was glad I got to go. You know, it's, it's, it says something when uh, you, you, you say that. Obviously, you, you somebody of your experience and, 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 and uh, you know, stature where you are in the agency and with the, with the training at the academy, but you got to hear uh, Sheriff Wayne Ivey. And in Florida... Sheriff Ivy, and, and, and now he's becoming well known. He's not he's not David Clark yet, but he's becoming very well known for his uh, his Second Amendment stance. And he's he's in charge of uh, let's see, there's a hundred thousand cops in Florida. He's in charge of the third or fourth largest agency in the state of Florida. Um, yes. And he stands up there and tells and tells you, you know, when 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 minutes count, the you know, excuse me, when seconds count, the cops are minutes away. The citizen is the first responder, and an armed citizen is going to stop the engagement before law enforcement even gets the call. And you hear those kind of things, and he's talking about not cowboys, but he's talking about partnering, knowledge, partnering, and know what to do until we get there, and then we can do it together. So, absolutely, and a well-armed uh, citizen is the best defense. And when I say well-armed, I'm not talking about uh, a citizen with with a weapon. Yeah, with a crucial uh, weapon. Yeah. Well-armed. That's also mean well-educated. Correct. 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 And, and that's what. The, the 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 policy conference is doing it's providing that education and that's part of being well armed is being well educated and i encourage everyone out there educate yourself know what you can and you can't do what you should and what you shouldn't do uh when it comes to uh possible armed encounters and then the aftermath what's going to happen when you're going to have to deal with uh, myself, when you're going to have to deal with law enforcement, uh, and what you need to do, and what you're required to do, and what you shouldn't do. Uh, th- that's the, the 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 best defense is to be well educated, and of course to have a uh, great attorney. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've got it down pat. What I'm going to do have to do after a uh, an armed encounter. Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that you learn in these conferences is that. You can win a gunfight without ever having to pull a trigger. Yeah. If you've thought about what you're going to do and you've positioned yourself when you realize there's a threat, a lot of times you can recognize it before it recognizes that you've picked it out. Correct. I'm the gazelle on the Serengeti. I saw the lion. I'm from the other side of the herd. Yeah, exactly. I was in the, I was in the bank uh, yesterday. And a gentleman walks in with a, uh, a rather large uh, sweat jacket on. And it's, you know, it's 95 degrees outside. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess he was just trying to, you know, sweat out the weekend's activities or something like that. <laughs> but that immediately signaled to me, oh, my 
my transaction has now concluded. <laughs> I'm moving over here towards this piece of conceal or this piece of cover and the That's door right. and this waiting to see large, what happens. Very large, heavy desk. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so that going on, Bill, we're going to run long on this one. You got time for the second for another segment too? Absolutely. Okay. We, 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 so just so you know that we'll, we'll come back. We'll do uh, we'll do some fallen hero, and then we'll get back to you. But um, one of the things Bill's talking about with education, as far as firearms, this is this is not so you can stand there and argue with the police. Well, you know the law. No, no, no it's not not no, what we're pointing no, out. It's, no, no, it's and, and the, that education is not to counter what the police are trying to help you with or assist or and you know provide for their own safety. It's so you know what the laws are and you know what's going to happen when you get out there. Kevin has said it to you many times on here. When confronted by the police, you're going to get a lot of the, sir, I need you to put your weapon down here or, you know, just put, you know, lay it on the ground. Don't tell them, oh, no, I have a constitutional right to carry this. You also have, also have a constitutional right to take one to the chest. Yeah. Do what the police tell you. You contact an attorney and then you will get your firearm back. You may even not get all your ammunition back. You will get yourself squared away. It'll get sorted out. Don't argue with the police. You can talk yourself into going to jail. You would never talk yourself out of going to jail. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. Um, yeah, so it was a, it was a, it was a great event. We're glad you got to be there with us. And um, uh, you know, we 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 talked too much about the event. We got like I said, give us a couple minutes here. We're gonna go to uh, go to break. We're gonna come back with the Fallen Heroes segment, and then we're gonna hear from Bill. He's got his topic of the week for us that uh, we haven't even jumped into yet. It's uh, now. It's are we talking about the uh, the, the baked cake one? Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna do baked cake too. Okay. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Keltec Studios. We'll see you after the break. Cracked sidewalks and parking areas are a liability. Lawsuits are filed daily over trip and falls. Repair your sidewalk, driveway, or parking lot with Seal Coat Florida. Make your concrete or asphalt look new again. Seal Coat Florida patches, stripes, and resurfaces parking lots, walkways, and driveways. Seal Coat Florida has free estimates, flexible work schedules, and professional service. Call Seal Coat Florida at 321-385-SCFL. Online at sealcoatflorida.com. Seal Coat Florida, a proud sponsor of the Second Amendment and Arms Room Radio. Is it time to buy an AR rifle? If you're buying an AR rifle in Central Florida, get the highest quality for the best price when you buy direct from the manufacturer. That's what you get when you buy an Arms Room AR rifle or AR pistol. Made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to have their lives depend on the rifle in their hands. The Arms Room AR rifle is made right here in Central Florida with the highest quality materials and standards. And now is the time to shop the Arms Room today and get great prices on everything in stock. Check out their vast selection of Handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, Liberty gun safes, Arms Room AR rifles, and AR pistols. The Arms Room is a full-service gun store and always has new and pre-owned guns on sale as well as the largest selection of Liberty safes in Central Florida. The Arms Room on East Colonial Drive, a quarter mile west of the Bithlow Raceway in beautiful downtown Bithlow. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Or always open online at armsroom.com. Get your Arms Room AR rifle or AR pistol today. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm a satisfied client. 
client. Do you have an emergency at 2 a.m. and need a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Hop for DUI? Max Law Orlando. Custody issues? Max Law Orlando. Time for a divorce? Max Law Orlando. Do you provide a product or service but can't afford a lawyer? Max Law Orlando. Do you have a full-service law firm on speed dial? Max Law Orlando. Then these guys can make you a deal. Check them out at MaxLawOrlando.com for all your legal needs. This commercial has been paid for by The Arms Room. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Specialist Christopher C. Walker died October 2nd, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Walker, 20, of Creve Corps, Illinois, was assigned to the 7th Squadron, 10th Cavalry Regiment, 1st Brigade, 4th Infantry Division, Fort Hood, Texas. He was killed in action of injury sustained when an improvised explosive device detonated near his vehicle in Taji, Iraq. Also killed were Staff Sergeant James D. Ellis, 25, of Valdosta, Georgia. Specialist Raymond S. Armijo, 22, of Phoenix, Arizona. And Specialist Justin R. Jarrett, 21, of Jonesboro, Georgia. Army Specialist Christopher C. Walker, Specialist Raymond Armijo, Sergeant James Ellis, and Specialist Justin Jarrett, you are not forgotten. you'd like to get a hold of myself or ask any questions about any legal issue, it doesn't have to be Second Amendment or firearms related, uh, you can reach me at 407-482-1179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960 and always at maxlaworlando.com. All right, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Kevin, for again sponsoring the Fallen Hero segment. Uh, it's it's uh, Again, folks, if you have... Anybody in your family, anybody you know, any you know, long lost cousin, relative, or somebody you read about, and you'd like to hear them honored here on uh, that segment, just uh, just get a hold of us. Uh, the best way to get a hold of us, Earl, what is it? It's armsroomradio.com, right? Yes. Good yes. Ar- all all of our contact methods are listed at armsroomradio.com. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. They can send us a message on Facebook, facebook.com/armsroomradio. And saving your favorite for last, they can send us a tweet on the Twitters at Arms Room Radio. I had a pretty good week with the uh, with the Twitters. You're I, not uh, banned? I, no, not banned. And I, wow. that's, I'm surprised again. Like I said uh, last weekend, I I try to see how much truth I can put out without getting uh, without getting suspended, <laughs> and that's without being profane or vulgar. And uh, it hasn't happened in a little while, but um, but that's it. Uh, hey, let's bring back in uh, Lieutenant Bill, Lieutenant Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Should uh, should gentlemen, gentlemen. Hey, um, uh, we went to the break. Uh, we kind of we kind of ran long last segment. Um, we, you have a story for us. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to go to go with the story here. Yes, this one uh, this one takes the cake. Uh, literally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one comes to us out of uh, McDonough, Georgia, which is uh, a little bit outside of Atlanta. Uh, 
we had a, uh, a daughter of a law enforcement officer. Uh, one of our brothers was retiring after uh, 25 years of uh, honorable service on the job, and she went to their bakery there uh, to have a cake done for him. Right, right. Uh, and she wanted to have what's, what's become known as, as the, the police officer's flag, the black and white flag with the, the thin blue line uh, just below the, uh, the Fields of Stars uh, yep. in, the, in, the, in the flag there, uh, done as a cake. Uh, so she went there to, to order it, and the bakers there said that, uh, no, we're, we're not going to do that because that's, that's racist. Um, yeah, these I, were, these were uh, listen, I'm, I'm trying to get the term right. They, they, were, they were black. They were black people that said that to the, uh, to the white family member. Yes. Uh, now, I'm not quite sure how that's racist because in any paperwork I've ever filled out, uh, it says, you know, what race are you, white, black, yeah. Hispanic, Oriental? I've never seen police on there. But, Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Blue's not so, one of the ones you can check off? Uh, no, not that I've seen. No, uh, only Elvis could check off blue, and those yes. were those were suede shoes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, or unless you're royalty in English, if you're blue blood. That's true. Maybe. That's true. So, right. so anyway, so she said, okay, uh, well, how about if we just do a chocolate frosted cake, and you just put a blue line of icing across the middle of it? Yeah, thinking maybe it was just too uh, difficult a cake for them to make. Yes. Yeah. And they said, well, no, that's that's race. I, I, I feel uncomfortable. Um, I'm going to have to go to my safe zone now. Uh, <laughs> and because that's that's racist as well. Yeah. Uh, so then there was a third design, I think she suggested, and they said no. And then she basically confronted her. Right. Um, or confronted the, the, the bakers there, and uh, they said, well, what, do you have something? Is there something wrong with cops? Uh, and she decided she should go to another bakery. Yes, um, to keep from getting poisoned. Yeah. But she, uh, she did go to Facebook, and she expressed her displeasure on Facebook. So the manager of the Walmart contacted her. I th- you know uh, what? I think it was actually a family friend, too. It wasn't like she went out trying to bag on Walmart. And a friend heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... You know, she uh, uh, she goes on there, and they contacted her, and they contacted the uh, the wife of the police officer and the daughter, and, and they apologized and said, "Hey, how, you know, let me make this right. I'll make you the cake free of charge. I'll give you a gift card." Yeah. Uh, so they go out there. So the manager does his best to make the cake, and all right, he's a manager. He's not a baker. He's not a cake designer. Yeah, he actually went back to the bakers and told them to make the cake, and they said no to him. Yeah. yeah. And. But they weren't fired either. Yeah, exactly. So you know, he tries to make it right, and you know, it's he, he, he the cake was horrible. But it, it looked like you, know, you or I made it with our eyes closed. You know, well, even and, with our eyes open. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. True, my quite frankly, my baking calligraphy it, isn't what it used to be. You know, not since the incident. Yeah. Well, you know? So. You know, this is just another uh, another thing where it's it's okay to do it. If you, if they did it to anybody else, you know, they would have been fired. Yeah. But it's okay. It seems like it's okay. We could be disparaging against law enforcement uh, and get away with it because we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to hurt their feelings. But it's okay to do it to cops. So. Screw your feelings. Do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I got one. I got one. Uh, one sentence for that. Make America great again. <laughs> you know? There you go. Mm. But 
so be it. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not understanding it, but that's, well, that's, you know, that takes the cake. It's the, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the entitlement. It's, you know, it's first, you know, first you have these people that were, uh, um, by people, I mean, uh, juveniles, people un- under 25 youths, uh, of, uh, you know, of any race Ute. or color, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, yes, the youths, uh, and 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 we 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 brought up the everybody gets a, everybody gets a, a medal everybody gets a trophy generation, and 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 now, uh, now that we have a a racial divide, thank you, Mr. President, we have a racial divide here with a sense of entitlement. It's it's the everybody gets a medal meets the sense of entitlement and racial divide, and this is what you get. This is this is where you end up. Uh, you listen, there's no consequences. I'll just say no because my president will bail me out. You know. Absolutely, and it just shows that it's okay to you know we're. It's all right to be offended by anything. Yeah, unless you're white, then you can't be offended by anything. Well, because you're privileged. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I, in fact, so. um, I spend most of my week uh, picking up my white privilege checks at the bank because uh, you know I count them all the time. And oh, by the way, folks, that's that's uh, I'm being sarcastic. They don't exist. Here's the white privilege. I I listen. I'm uh you know we're all about the same age in a room except for Kevin. We're about one third of his age. Uh, but you know, we we all, I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't experience any white privilege. I had to compete, you know, if anything, with uh, reverse discrimination growing up because it because people had affirmative action and make things go the other way, uh, and then we had to we had to prove ourselves there also. And don't get me wrong, there was a time and place for it because absolutely was there racism, uh, you know, during the you know the civil rights and beforehand, a hundred percent there was. But guess what? It wasn't me. It wasn't Lieutenant Bill. It wasn't Earl. It wasn't Kevin. None, that wasn't us. Stop trying to hold us accountable for something that happened. Well, Kevin, you know, I, you, I, I will tell you right now, <laughs> never in, in, in my lengthy history on this planet that I ever owned slaves. Right. Right. Okay. Never, never owned them. Now, uh, uh, I've, I've seen you, uh, you just like I do though. You, you're, if you, sometimes you get your children to work for you and that's a different circumstance. Yeah. But yeah. they charge like twice normal rate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay? Um, but yeah. And, and then their mother makes me. Okay. Yeah. So this this is this is I believe that's what it is. It's the it's the uh, everybody gets a medal generation meeting the entitlement generation, uh, you know, in the same cause, and and here you end up with the BLM terrorism. So uh, that's that's what you get. But absolutely. You know, one one quick thing out of the conference too. I'm I'm glad because we met up with the guys from California. Yes. And uh, I'm glad to see that California is not totally lost. Yes. Yeah. There's hope. There's hope, and we're gonna have we're gonna have them on probably next week with us. Uh, we'll, we'll get uh, uh, Mr. Craig Deleuze from their organization. It's the uh, Firearms Policy Coalition, I believe, is the name of the organization, and we will we will definitely have them on with us. Um, Lieutenant Bill, thank you for joining us again, and as I was, as always, stay safe out there. Absolutely, all my brothers and sisters in blue, keep your head on a swivel, wear your vest, always go home at the end of your shift. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. The guys will see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. 
Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Man, last segment already. It keeps happening. Already? It goes by, goes by. Yeah. You know, it's 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 amazing. It just it just comes it comes on us so quick, and we run out of topics. Or we see me run out of time to cover all the topics. Now, Earl. Yes. Have you have you? I didn't I, I didn't give you any warning on this. Do you yeah, have Do you have the sound effects ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Guess what's coming up? March the fourth. March the fourth of two thousand seventeen. I think I know. It's the Arms Room Radio Machine Gun Shoot. We're it's, doing it again. It's coming back. We got a date locked down. It's all approved. We are going to be coming back. You'll be uh, be out there with Arms Room Radio. Uh, Keltec will be out there as the uh, one of the big giant sponsors of the event. You'll be able to see all their guns and all their toys and have funds with those. And of course, uh, we'll be doing it for charity. Mission Mission Blue Inc. will be there, and, and Mission Blue Inc. for for those that don't know is a charity for wounded police officers, wounded firemen. Uh, it's for wounded first responders, uh, wounded or injured on in the line of duty there. So. 
We'll be working together with them to bring you another another episode of Machine Gun Shoot, Arms Room Radio Style. So uh, look forward to that. Hey, um, they say all the good radio happens during the break. I have to tell you, we came up with one of the best ideas for a TV show, which we realized was actually one of the worst ideas for a TV show we've ever heard. It's called Dog with a GoPro. It sounds cool at first, and then you remember what a dog does all day by himself, and you think, no, I don't want to watch and that. I, <laughs> and I, I shared with them that there's been a study out of New York where they put cameras on cats. Yes. And they found that cats cheat on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, cats. They, they, they have other families that they go live with periodically throughout the week. And if you'll ever notice that your cat will suddenly jump up and run from the room rapidly, like it's an emergency and it has to be somewhere else, that's because it's an emergency and it was supposed to be somewhere else. Wait, wait. Uh, my nine-year-old uh, daughter with the other family gets home at four, and I've got to be there right now. So they just tear out of the room. That's yeah. what they're doing. And all this came up because we were talking about a judge in Oregon. And, and we'll give you the tie-in towards the end here. But the uh, Citizens Committee uh, for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, the CCRKBA, this is the Second Amendment Foundation sister uh, organization, calls on an Oregon judge to resign after anti-gun remarks. This is this week. And and it wasn't just a little bit. He yeah. He went on a tirade. I mean, just absolutely lost his mind. And I really think uh, Judge Walker, uh, Kenneth Walker, out of uh, a circuit court in uh, in Washington State, I think we need to invite him to the machine gun shoot because I think he's lost his perspective. Yeah. yeah he, he, he hasn't lost his perspective. He's lost his darn mind. Well, he was he was sentencing someone who had been convicted of murder. A very serious offense. And, and <laughs> rather than blaming... The murderer, yeah, the who human he was being. sentencing to 17 and a half years in prison, he said, you know, this was the gun's fault. Yeah. Um, all I would take all the guns, put them in a big barge, and go dump them in the ocean. Uh, and according to the the Portland, Oregon, or, Oregonian, Oregonian, and YouTube, because apparently they caught this on video. Yep, yep. Uh, there is no defense to guns. There's just absolute reason to have them, but there are rights to these people in this country to own them. Maybe we should just change that. And and he okay, made so I, this. Says I won't say anything to, to to affect that right after. Yeah, after he just said something after, to affect that right. After he had a diatribe that's, about affecting them. That's that's like saying, you know, why I'm don't not, you go in there and do that thing? I'm not what, saying. What thing? I'm just saying. Well, that thing that I'm not going to tell you to go do. Yeah. Um. He, he, and, and I've seen this in judges before. They, they get to the point where they simply can't stand it anymore. They, they really can't be a judge anymore. They've lost all perspective. They, this is what it, we talked about earlier. It's Cons- hard to cons- be a judge. Conservative judges are very good about the law and, and being impartial. Whereas liberal judges feel it's their time to legislate from the bench. Right. It's I, I'm, I'm elected. I'm appointed. I've got, and it's really bad about lifetime appointments Yes. or, or constitutional officers where they're never going to leave until you die of old age or, reti- or resign. Right. They will, on occasion, begin to think that they have a pen and a phone. Yeah. And yeah. they'll just start making law. And that's what the appeals court's supposed to stop from happening. But in the meantime, people have to suffer with these indignities of some judges that have basically lost their perspective. It's a hard, hard, hard job to be a judge because you don't get to voice your own opinion. You get to voice what the law says is the consequence for the action, especially in the criminal bench. 
this is a criminal bench. This is what you did. Jury said you're guilty. I've got a score sheet. This says how long you're supposed to go to prison for what you did. These are the mitigating factors that make it worse or better. Here are here are the additional guidelines I have before me as the legislature is laid out. Congratulations, you just won 17 and a half years in prison. That's pretty much the end of the, the, the conversation. You don't go on and blame society. You know, I didn't hear him say grand theft auto caused this to happen. No. You know, I, no, because you know what? The guys that wrote that program would sue him. That's right. Um, this is about doing one of the hardest jobs there is because you never get to stop being a judge. Correct. The only time you really get to express what you think is when you're at home alone, locked in your bathroom, and nobody's there but your dog. And that's where we came up with the idea for the TV show. <laughs> but then Mike noted that there's a show called Dog with a Blog, and so the dog would actually start telling people what you said. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like the priest in a, in, a, in a confessor, where there's a sanctity and you're not supposed to, your dog's not supposed to tell what you talk to your dog about. Like your priest isn't supposed to tell what you confess to. The doctor client. And maybe the, the dog patient. would keep that vow, but what for we know now, cats wouldn't. No, cats. <laughs> you know, cats, cats, cats would, would give you so, up. Yeah. No, they would just, they would go tell the other family right away. Oh, yeah. Hey, wait, wait. Yeah. Pl- play my, play my GoPro. You're going to love this. Yeah. Play the GoPro. Yeah. So, so this, and this is, uh, this is not just uh, the newspaper, anybody calling him out. This is, this is Mr. Alan Gottlieb himself, the chairman of uh, the CCRKBA, and he's the, uh, uh, the executive vice president there of the Second Amendment Foundation yeah, he, and creator he, of the Second Amendment Alan's Foundation. Alan's position is is what I've heard lots of people talk about with judges that get up and start making diatribes. This isn't a pulpit. Yes. You don't get to make a speech about what you think. You uh, you interpret the law and apply it to the circumstances. The law and the facts as they're presented to you as a judge based on your training, experience, and education. Yes, and uh, he, Alan and the uh, CCRKBA are calling for him to resign based on this. And, and like Alan said, you know, he, he gets up there and says, uh, I, I won't say anything to affect that right, except he just spent 20 minutes saying something to affect that right. Mm-hmm. And at a minimum, there needs to be an apology to the court, to the people of Oregon, and, uh, and you know, to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Oregon, because it's a right to keep and bear arms. It's, you know, it's right there. And this is not one of those, well, we'll vote on it next week. And we'll decide if we want to change the way. No, no, this is this right here. This is in, this is in your federal constitution and your state constitution. And uh, so, Judge, um, here's my thumb on my nose, and I've got to get a little message for you right here, right here. You right know here. what? He's he, they're probably going to send him to judge school. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there's, exactly. There's you know there's sensitivity training, for lack of a better description, and and you get sent to judge school when you first become a judge. I can't tell from this exactly how long this person's been on the bench but sounds like he's probably been there a while yeah listen if you're here in a murder trial i'm thinking it's probably not your first case well you know that's the problem with being a circuit judge is you can get a murder trial your first week that's that's the risk of becoming a circuit judge that's why i know a lot of judges that would rather be county judges you you get just as much work a little less money and you don't have to decide murder cases true true i liken this a lot like uh what we're seeing on the uh on Sunday afternoon on the on TV. Yes, this individual has his own personal opinion, but while he's doing his job, do your job. Yeah. Don't don't make a political statement while you're doing your job either in front of a jury or in front of national TV. You know, 
Yeah, it's very clear to, to government government employees, you know, people that uh, wear a uniform in the, in the, in the employee of the government, uh, you know, uh, military, firefighters, law enforcement. You can have whatever political belief you want as long as it's not in uniform while you're representing us. Yeah, you're not going to see a Supreme Court justice at either rally wearing their robes. Correct. It's because they don't get to give an opinion of what they think as an official. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, we are we are close. We are we are we've wrapped up another show here for you. Uh, we'll be back next week to you live, coming from the the Keltech Studios. Uh, I want to thank uh, the Reverend Ken Blanchard for being on the program. That's blackmanwiththegun.com, blackmanwiththegun.com. Uh, I want to thank Eric Friday from Florida Carry for being with us. That's floridacarry.org. Check them out. And then, of course, Lieutenant Bill. Uh, you know, to to all his uh, law enforcement brothers and sisters, to all our law enforcement brothers and sisters, stay safe, wear your vest, like he says. And then uh, we'll see you soon from the program to to all our Second Amendment supporters. So please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, please get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Hemus Metropoli. Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. 